Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. Typically, it's our first time hearing the releases in question, and we honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, but we encourage you to support the stuff that you en- you enjoy, whether or not we enjoy it. That is totally immaterial. Buy a record, buy a t-shirt, see a band. We're not trying to be professional critics, uh, tastemakers, or make objective value judgments here. We're just a couple of guys in a basement. Keep that in mind, please. The format of the show is very simple as well. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. Everything is listener-submitted. We roll some dice and randomly select usually between five and seven bands per episode to listen to, and that's all there is to it. If you want to submit bands, it is uh, demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure the release is a year or less old from the time of submission. If you want to join the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash demolistenpodcast. And if you want to call in, it's 260-222-8341. Just leave a brief message or shoot us a text. Um, So... I guess just to continue what we were talking about off mic, uh, get that out of the way because I got a couple points of order that I wanted to speak about. Specifically, we were talking about the black metal band in Texas who threw a pig's head around at the show. And then apologized for it. And then apologized for it, which is so fucking funny because, first of all, this is not new territory. You know, if you're you're new to subculture, perhaps this is novel to you, but, yo, this is a classic Watain move. You know what I mean? Been done a zillion, a zillion times. Hey, I've scrounged for roadkill. Sure. For people to show up, throw outdoor and shows. Absolutely. So this is a time-honored tradition in, like, extreme metal and extreme music in general. Um, I my, my opinions about it were thus, because it got it did get posted in the Demo Listen Facebook group, and uh, Tony from Gel asked about, yo, what's everybody's opinion on this? And my very, very, the brief summary of my position on this was like, it's, it's a moment for me to live my conviction because even though I personally, um, if I were accosted by a man with a pig's head, I'd probably fight. I don't want to step on anybody's right to do that. And I respect the desire um, and the wherewithal to go through with just violating the social contract on that level and making everybody have a bad time. Well, but see, the social contract at that level has vastly different rules. Very, yeah, very much so, for sure. Right, yeah, but, but I, at least it should be ideally in, in my in my idealized mind. Of right? course, of course. But I would say, like, even if if everybody is congregated together for the shared purpose of consuming extreme music, a pig's head is for the vast majority of people assembled at least a pinky toe over the line of expectation, right? Yeah, I and mean, I, but, but like, yeah, a pinky toe over the line of expectation. Yeah. Um, but that's the point. For sure, absolutely. That's that, the fucking that, point. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know about you, but I know if I'm at a show and a pig's head comes out, Yeah. oh yeah. Sure, yeah, like I said, I don't know if I'm oh yeah in the moment because I don't want to get touched by a pig's head eh. at all. Eh. I don't want to engage with it, but on principle, yeah, of course. Do you ever hold a pig's head? I've held a pig's head, yeah. That's yeah, no big deal. 
we, you and I also have different feelings about the mutilation and murder of animals. It's not like they killed it. Yeah. I mean, what if sure. they found it fucking dead on the side of the road? Of course. Sure. I'm, I'm not. This is not even an ethical stance. This That's is just like just, I don't like to engage with animal yeah, carcasses. I'm just saying. Really I'm just either. saying. Get it out there. Get the pig's head out there. Yeah. Separate the wheat from the chaff. Sure. I'm. I'm and all. Don't I'm, fucking apologize. I'm all for. I'm all for pushing people to their breaking point. Come what may. Yeah. Right. You know, and if the audience turns on you and fights you all the better, you yeah. know what I'm like? I truly, if that results in utter bedlam, that's fucking sick. Like that's what I signed up for at the age of 13. And I'm still here for it today. Right now issuing an apology for that after the fact is one of the weakest, most limp wristed things I think I could ever <laughs> I know, imagine. Like, hey everybody. Thanks for appreciating our songs about shoving the, vir- the, the, the fetal Christ down the Virgin Mary's throat after we ripped it out of her womb. Yeah. Um, sorry about the pig's head. Yeah, sorry, sorry we were too extreme at our most recent <laughs> yeah. show. Yo, fuck you, man. Don't yeah. never pick up a guitar yeah. again. There's a million other bands that sound like you, and I, I just go listen to them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A million other bands that wouldn't apologize for throwing a pig's head in Hopefully. the audience. Hopefully. But here's the thing. That's the litmus test, right? Right. Pig's had apologizers and then yeah. you just like keep a list right nope, not that band <laughs> yeah, not yeah, that yeah. band sure. not that band you know yeah. dude if you apologize for anything that you did with a full, a full preemptive understanding of the potential consequences not yeah. if you know oh fuck yo things got out of control and we accidentally broke someone's neck and we didn't mean for it to go that way whatever if you brought the fucking pig's head to the show and then you apologize for doing the pig's head. You knew what was happening. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I even kind of like the flex that, like, if someone had to get their neck broken. Well, yo. Like, so what? I, I'm just going to say, in the, vast <laughs> so ma- what I live in, the, in the vast majority of instances, unless I caused it du- with my <laughs> well, actions yeah, yeah, yeah. directly. Listen, I don't want to break anybody's sure. neck. I'm just saying, like, let's say there's, like, some gnarly fucking band. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, the, the gnarliest fucking band you can think of. Because sure. we don't know any of these fucking people. Just right. picture the gnarliest hypothetical band you can yeah right somebody gets their neck broke yeah right maybe it's something i'm not saying you like brought a guitar down in somebody's head because that is pushing a line sure yeah of course hey something happened right yeah yeah and the band's like who cares sure like this is what happens you know what i mean (laughs) like i'm sorry about you but this is (laughs) i'd be like hmm. i mean if somebody breaks their neck or back jumping off a stage it's unfortunate Yes, but, but also you, you fucking did you it. You fucking did it. Well, it's just like my knee, which is finally fucking healing, right? Yeah. Like I'm standing in the fucking in the fucking splash zone. Of course, man. Right? Yeah. Those are the fucking rules. You man. know what's going. You know what so, could happen. So what if it's a hundred and sixty pound dude? Yeah. Or a fucking forty pound pig's head that sure. lands on my fucking dome. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No doubt. What's the fucking difference? For sure. Right. Yeah. I entered the fucking room. I know the fucking rules. Absolutely. That's it. Yeah, agree. And, like, the very fact that you get offended by it. Sure. Oh, come on. Yeah, no doubt, man. Come on. Weak behavior. Just go home and cry. No doubt. Start an emo band. Go to a different space. Don't go to the black metal show. Yeah. Don't go to the show where everyone's saying, we're evil. Right. We, are, we will rape the fucking virgin I'll tell you what. Do you want to keep them out? Do yeah. you want to keep the fucking, the fucking uh, you know, the, the investors Sure, and, yeah. And, and the fucking and the fucking thieves out. This is how you do it. Throw a fucking bloody pig's head out in the audience and don't apologize. This is how you do it. Do not apologize afterwards. Dude, do not apologize afterwards. No matter what you fucking do, don't apologize for it afterwards. No. This was a premeditated act. You knew what was coming. This is now you're riding with. This it. is the way it fucking goes. This is how it goes. Hey, the venue, yeah. you put on a black metal show. Right. What the fuck do you want? Exactly. 
Ever, all parties involved in this, you knew what listen, the fucking deal was. Listen, listen. You know, we Adam and I drove around looking for roadkill for a couple nights consecutively. Yeah. So that he could throw it at people while Fogg was playing a show. Sure, yeah. We found, like, a huge, gnarly fucking, like, like seeping... <laughs> A possum carcass. Ah, dude, it's going to make me vomit. Man. Yeah. So we found that. Yeah. Like, you know, the kind where it's like producing its own wetness. Sure, yeah. Right? Yeah. God, it's making right? me fucking sick. And we put that in a bag. Yeah. And we took that. And then Adam drank a bunch of Ipecac. Right, yeah. Right? Threw up on stage. Threw up on stage, which was, you know. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, of course. Classic. But like halfway through the set in this fucking club. And it bummed people out. Of course, dude. He goes, hey, happy Halloween, trick or treat. And just matter-of-factly reaches in the bag, grabs this fucking falling apart possum right and just throws it out into the fucking middle of the crowd sure didn't apologize why would you man you know what you're fucking doing right. and they knew what they were doing yes and if you don't like it fucking leave that's right turn around drive home yeah simple as man. right simple as right okay so i got a couple things to to bring up i won't <laughs> i won't use the exact uh the cliff's notes version of the language that i use to describe this on the show <laughs> or on my in my notes here but uh, so Jeff Terranova, who runs uh, Smorgasbord Records, classic okay. straight edge hardcore label, sure. was in Upfront. I just want to, I rarely do a by name, like fuck this guy sort, sort of situation, but I'm just going to do a by name fuck this guy because okay. I'm currently wearing an RTR Tapes hat, uh, the label that Chance uh, from Bloomington runs. Mm -hmm. Chance plays in What Counts, Full Stride, Velocity. I've big up to that scene. Chance, Betsy, and that crew have legitimately single-handedly brought that scene back to life over the right. past few years, and it's become an actual hub of, like, Midwest hardcore in a way that it never really was before. Right. And they did some T-shirts that just have, like, RTR tapes on uh, on the front, and on the back, it's a rip of an old uh, of an old um, Upfront shirt. Sure. Like, and Upfront hasn't been a band at all since 1997. Right. And I think this shirt design is from... 89, you know, right. something like that, right? So old design, and uh, it got posted on the internet, and the result was that Jeff Terranova added Chance and my buddy Hunt, who printed the shirts to a group chat on Instagram uh, entitled, uh, or that was titled um, Entitled Assholes or something, and proceeded to go off on Chance, uh, a, a young man in his early 20s, who was literally in the stated mission of selling these shows was her shirts was to raise money to throw more shows at some new DIY spots while they were in between more permanent spots a noble a noble pursuit no no money sure. was being pocketed off this and it was an homage shirt it wasn't even like a bootleg sure. of an upfront shirt it was just an homage to an upfront design from th over 30 years ago and Jeff Terranova uh threatened legal action against them which he couldn't even do right right there's no there's nothing there um and proceeded to uh lay into chance and hunt for doing this so i just want to say fuck that guy <laughs> i'm sure this will never get back to him but on a more general on a more general tip if you're of an old if you're if you're an older man an older corpsman an older person and this sort of thinking has crossed your mind because maybe it has. We have a lot of older folks who listen to our show. Right. Yo, leave that shit at the door, man. <laughs> yeah, that means, again, 
that's something else that has a long history that's part and parcel. That's what I would do. Yeah, yeah. You look at that fucking upfront art. Yeah. There ain't a goddamn thing original about the no. spirit artwork whatsoever. Not at all, dude. Like X'd up hooded Mosh Warriors and shit, you know. And the sh- and the shirt that they did a r- that they did a rip of is like an old out of print shirt that like isn't even a super well known a super well-known upfront shirt design. Like, and it's just the back print of a shirt. I mean, you know? and this, people are going to fucking take, people are going to be how they're going to be. They're going to complain about a pig's head for whatever fucking sure, reason, yeah, right? Yeah. This dude's complaining personally, like, hey, cool. At least somebody's thinking about your band that's been dead for, for 30 some odd fucking years no now. No doubt. Yeah, right? At least sure. somebody's out there giving props. So I only bring that up to just he's say. He's just jealous because he's missing out on all that fucking loot that they're pulling <laughs> That's in, right? right. Yeah, for he sure. He didn't get his cut. Selling all 25 of those shirts so that they can throw some more DIY shows in fucking Bloomington, Indiana. So fuck that guy, but more importantly, fuck anybody who thinks that way. The homage shirt is a classic thing that has been going on in punk and metal and hardcore since day one. On a much larger scale with no one beefing. Hatebreed has done misfits, flips. Every band you can imagine has probably done an homage or a flip of another Hate design at some point. Is an homage. Exactly. If Hatebreed's name is an homage, almost every band name in hardcore or punk right. is an homage to a piece of literature right. or a book or another band's lyric right. or song title. So fuck that guy. Fuck anybody Again, who thinks Stop like, being a baby. Stop being a baby. But on the flip side, I wanted to highlight something that's really cool, which is uh, we are currently in a zine renaissance, and it's fucking awesome. Um, I have been noticing a massive uptick in the number of zines that are present at shows. I've been getting a lot of people sending me zines, like either their you know one-page newsletters or whatever in the mail recently. Um, some like perfect bound, real high quality shit. That's more of like a quarterly thing. Mm-hmm. There's Scott's zine, Monday Moshers from Indie, where he does you know like one page front and back, sure. and then he'll compile them after he's collected enough of them in just like a just a you know a classic stapled zine format. Yeah. Um, I got sent a zine by somebody earlier today, like to just proofread and do some editing stuff. Another one coming out of Ohio. Ohio. Um, it's sick. Yo, if you're listening to this, if you're of any age, but particularly if you're younger, yo, start a zine. That is a really, really good way to contribute to things in general, um, to facilitate conversation about this. It's also a really easy way to like, just perpetuate your ideas without having to spit them out into the void. You it's know also I mean? a good way to archive something, exactly. something that actually exists. Exactly. Instead of relying on the, you know, ephemeral nature of digital media. No doubt, man. I, right. One of my favorite things to do is to just like, if, if I'm ever in a record store or anywhere where I find old zines, even if they're not zines that are pertinent to my interests, yeah. even if they're not punk and hardcore or whatever, I'll just pick them up because, I mean, listen, those Soldier of Fortune magazines we picked up, most of the shit I don't even have really a general understanding of the context in which these letters to the editor right. were being written or whatever, but they're it's so just, cool. it's so sick to like look back on a specific time and to read about people that were deeply invested in a specific thing. It's like, it's like, it's like, um, you know, the secret history yeah. at a forbidden college. Right, right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not the real history that anybody's actually going to give a shit about. Right, yeah. Right? Unless it's somebody coming around to make a fucking backward-looking movie in 30 years. Sure, yeah, right? exactly. Then yeah. you've got the fucking zines or whatever to back it up. Yeah, of course. Or whatever. But, like, you know, it's 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 a secret. It's like a secret history. You look yeah. at the Soldier of Fortune stuff, 
and it looks fake. It right, looks yeah, like yeah, yeah. fucking satire. Exactly. It's the same thing with a lot of a lot of old zines. I yes. mean, and like proofreading and stuff. Yo, don't take that shit too seriously. Of course. Because part of the charm is the fact of how amateurish some of them are. Of course. And like dude, it's written that. in the voice and the language yeah. of the fucking people of the time. For sure. And there's lots of grammatical errors. There's lots of fucking there's there's all sorts of errors in it, but that's part and parcel of it, man. Of course. That's the flavor. I love that part of it, man. Like going back and just like truly seeing through the eyes of like a 16 year old kid who was deep in this shit in 1987 yeah and his opinions about this to him felt like the most important yeah. thing in the yeah. world and he yeah. had to get them on paper and get them out to the world right i fucking love that man yes so yo if you've ever felt inclined to do so it seems like people are more receptive to them than ever like or at least in a very long time in easily 20 years people are trading them like in general I think that we're in a moment because I did a, a little like year end reflection for Scott scene for Monday, Mo Monday Moshers. And my takeaway from like playing shows throughout 2023 and seeing the uptick in zines and like hearing the rhetoric that young people are exchanging at this exact moment in these kind of like smaller scenes that are becoming regional hubs like the Springfield, Illinois or the Bloomington, Indiana's or the Cincinnati, Ohio's or the Columbus, Ohio's or whatever is that there seems to be a desperate desire, and this is natural, and I knew it was coming at some point, and I'm sure it's going to be mirrored in broader culture too. Um, there's a desperate desire in young people to not engage with ephemeral media and to have yeah, physical, to have something fucking real, to have physical things and tangible things and things that they feel like are coming from them. And I've heard a shit ton of pushback from young people over this past six months about the corporate. The, the sort of corporate co-opting of subculture and not even in a hyper-intellectual way, just in a like, yo, this doesn't feel like it belongs to us and we want to do something that feels like it belongs to us, even if the quality is mm. lower, objectively, mm. in terms of the production or how it looks or how it sounds. Right. Even if the songs aren't as good as the song in the Taco Bell commercial, we just so want something that's real and feels like it's coming from us. Right. And I guess I just want to reiterate that, like, that is the key defining component of this right. is that it emerges from the culture is produced by the people within it and stays within it. Right. So like, yo, go start a zine, go start a video zine. I've also seen um, the kids in Cincinnati are doing like a VHS, like mm -hmm. video zine where they're just taping shows mm -hmm. and distributing those. That's fucking sick too, man. Right. Just do something, do anything. Uh, that's, that's, that's my, that's my inspirational message for the night. Do anything, do anything. Throw a big set out. Yeah, man. <laughs> Break a fucking neck. Yeah, do whatever it. you goddamn do. Don't apologize. Ripping up, ripping up front design off. Right. Now, I, dude, now so badly for like a just, parasitic twin shirt or a just, colossal yeah. man shirt. I just want to up do front. an upfront rip right. like to a T, right? Dude. Like, right. And just be like, yeah, come on, sue me. Right. I dare you to try to tr tr try to be litigious over a fucking hardcore shirt design from 1987. Right. We'll see how that goes in small right. claims or wherever the fuck yeah. this ends up. Right. So, um, all right. If, unless you got anything specific. We can uh, jump into it, but if you do, go ahead. Not really, man. I've been trying to figure out why Baldur's Gate 3 is so horny. <laughs> I mean, because it knows its audience. <laughs> dude, I, I just can't figure out why. Yeah. Uh, it is, though. Yeah, of course, dude. I mean, I think it's. I think it started with Dragon Age, like, all those years ago. It The, the romance options in Dragon Age were so... Like, you could just fuck anyone. That was, like, yeah. part of the thing. And Dragon Age was an homage to Baldur's Gate. It was, like, following in the long tradition of classic CRPGs. And it just set an industry standard standard for, for fuck options in well, video games. Well, yeah, but, like, I mean, so, like, you know, I mean, I just finished playing 
Divinity 2. Right, yeah. You know, they got a little romance thing in there. Sure, yeah. It's... But it's like, and, and the same thing with Baldur's Gate too. Like you could, you could fucking hook up with any one of your fucking, you know, adventuring companions, right? right? Yeah. Um, there, that option was always there, and I think that's kind of cool because it adds a little bit of like, I guess, a little more depth to the story. Sure. Yeah. Especially if there's consequences to it. Right. But like, I don't understand why I'm getting full on fucking pussy shots <laughs> of some of my characters like sleeping around the fire at night. I'm not even fucking joking, dude. Because on a whim, I like was like, I wonder if I can just make everybody naked. And sure enough, you can. Right. And yeah. the dicks are flopping around as they like walk around the fucking as they walk around camp, right? Yeah. And, and then they all lay down and go to sleep. And as it goes to sleep, there's like a cinematic where you know the camera just sort of pans across them all laying around the campfire. Yeah. Right up in between the legs of one of my fucking female characters. Sure. There it is. Sure. What my my dude gets up in the morning, mm -hmm. there's this fucking bag hanging there, and I'm just like, I don't understand why this is part of it. Like I like, you can imply that the characters are like, you know, yeah. getting romantic and getting it on. Yeah. I don't understand why it's part of it. Because I have penis three, which is an uncircumcised hairy dick on my character. By right. The way. Yeah. Having penis three is it's great that you which, can make those sorts of choices. I, I, I feel like that should actually be penis one. Right. Sure. Yeah. Because that's your standard. That's your standard. That's out the gate. That's standard dick. That's unaltered dick. Unaltered. Dick. <laughs> hairy and uncircumcised. Right. It's like dick. penis one is uncircumcised and hairy. Right. Penis two is circumcised and hairy. Right. Penis three is uncircumcised and not hairy. Right. Penis four is circumcised and not hairy. <laughs> <laughs> really like that we're breaking down. Right, that's how it should be. Yeah, the priority list right. of penises based on their the level of naturalness. Dude, for the life of me, because it plays no so far. Yeah, I'm like I don't know, sixty hours in. Sure, yeah, not quite forty. Okay, so far it has played. The horniness has played no functional role in the game whatsoever. Yeah, I, it's. I think just the the developers had to correctly guess that the type of person occasionally um the type of person who's going to put potentially 120 hours into a game might also be the type of person who's not fucking in the real world very much so what and is and is longing to fuck through an avatar i guess you know like, you know i guess but like i don't know man it's it's pretty wild i don't know it's a horny game i mean listen it's a very naughty game <laughs> Yeah, that's what I, I don't think that surprises anyone. Yeah. Okay, cool. So there we go. That's a good place to round off It's the horniest game I've ever played. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I've, I've, I mean... Like, I know there's straight up, like, fucking porn games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but in like, terms of just, like, a straight down the middle, like, a real game for consumers. Legit, yeah. I can't imagine what kind of psychopath you must be to want to play straight up fucking porn games. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, that's, whoa. Yeah, that's wild, dude. You should apologize for that. <laughs> that's one thing you should apologize for, is if you play porn games. If you play straight up porn games, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so uh, let's get into the queue this week. So first of all, we've got the new Egregore with uh, Synchronistic Delusions. Um, we've had Egregore on the show before, but I think it's been a, gri a grip because they haven't put out anything in a long while. This was sent to us by Colton. Um, then we have uh, Grisai, I have to imagine that's how that's pronounced. Sure. Definitely not Grisale. Grisale, uh, North yeah. Grisales. <laughs> yes, uh, Grisai with Entre Deux Averses. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that correctly. This was submitted by Sam. Um, I don't know, looks to be some French, French punk or post-punk. Um, then we have got Eclectic Blend with Local Rock. This was sent in by Jake, who plays in the band. So this is Jake, who also plays guitar in Leaking Head and is a mm -hmm. co-host of Kings of Punk. This is a project that he's been doing for a while in which I think he is, like, the primary song 
writer. He may, I think he records and mixes this stuff himself too, but he has like, you know, a, uh, a full band lineup and he says, uh, he doesn't really know how to describe it other than just rock music. So mm -hmm. he kind of wanted to send it our way and see what we thought about it. Okay. Then we have got uh, Nithing with Agonal Hymns. This was sent in by Tyler, another co-host of Kings of Punk and member of Leaking Head, um, who said it's some uh, some sick, deranged, psycho death metal shit. Yeah. Uh, then we have got Satanism with uh, Lycanthropic Legion. This was sent in by our good buddy Adam Walker, who said with a name like Satanism, Dude, you gotta <laughs> you gotta expect this to fucking rip. Absolutely you know? unbelievable that that name is available. Yeah, 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 for sure. Pretty crazy, huh? Right. So this is uh, <laughs> this is the solo project of uh, the the fellow who plays bass in uh, Genocidal Rights, who our friend Will from Toledo is in mm -hmm. as well. Uh, Genocidal Rights is fucking awesome. I have to imagine this is pretty good, particularly if Adam is sending it, it, it to us. It's, you know, look at it. It's bestial war metal, right? right. Um, then we have got Verdict with the Rat Race. This was sent in by Matthias. Swedish stuff, he said that everybody's D-beat bona fides are such in this band that there's no way it couldn't rip. Um, certainly looks like some Swedish D-beat. Then we have got Gosh with Pig Skinner. This was sent in by uh, our local friend John, who... Uh, Said it's like uh, spazzy music. The fucking the drummer evidently has like the lightning bolt headset microphone set up. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is band that John saw or played with or just when he listened to, but he sent it our way. Then we have got the losers with "You Win, We Lose." This was sent in by Jared. Said that this is a uh, a newer, new-ish band. Like they, I think they've been around for a few years now uh, from San Francisco. But uh, he said for his money, one of the most underrated currently. And they put out an LP, this LP, at the end of last year. And uh, he's just surprised he doesn't see more people talking about it. Then we've got Etiquette with their demo. This is out on Deluxe Bias. It was sent to us by Brody. Didn't provide any uh, additional context. We've uh, we've dealt with Deluxe Bias on the show it's before. It's been a little minute. It's this been a while. They they We talked about them many years ago um, because, like, from day one, it or like from jump, it was clear like this is the sort of tape label that is gonna put out dozens of three to four minute long demos that mm -hmm. are just destined to be discovered in a bin right somewhere twenty years later. And right. Somebody go, Oh yeah, that's cool. Right. You know what I mean? And this looks to be like another one of them. Yeah. You know, it's three minutes and twenty five seconds long. We'll we'll uh we'll figure out uh yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out if we land on it. And then last up, we have got Knife Wound. This was sent in by Dawson. It appears to just be one track. This is not a band that uh, has a band camp or anything, which is always um, know, it's always a bad sign. Paired with the artwork and shit, not having a band Looks camp. Looks like maybe an area code in the artwork. Area code in the artwork. This we'll is talk a, about it when we get yeah, to it. Yeah, it's a band from Atlanta. Uh, let's, uh, let's roll the dice. Three. All right, three is eclectic blend. So Jake, we'll uh, we'll give you we'll give you our take on this. Jake's talked about eclectic blend before on Kings of Punk, and uh, I had been interested to check it check it out, but I just hadn't gotten around to it. Um, before we start listening to this, I will say that Jake noted that it, this was like I think one of the first projects that he took um, that he took a uh, a stab at mixing himself and that he is very aware of the many errors that he made in it, and he thinks that he could probably do a better job now, but he wanted to get out ahead of that before we say, hey, this isn't sure. mixed that well. He wanted to go ahead and say, hey, I know this isn't mixed that well. So sure. there you go. Um, so we, he said he uh, that the, the hit 
with their uh, with their fans. The hit with audiences appears to be the first song. So we're gonna listen to anything but human by Eclectic Blend off of Local Rock. <laughs> Anything But Human by Eclectic Blend off of Local Rock, which I have to say is a very funny name of a... To, it's a very funny thing to name your record. Yeah. I like I like Local Rock. It sounds local. Because everybody knows what Local Rock is, right? Right. And this kind of is that, you know what I mean? But, like, so, Jake, I know what you like. I mean, both of us kind of, even though we ended up on divergent paths where I ended up in a puffy vest and you ended up in a leather jacket, we both started with, like, 77 Punk and... And proto-punk and shit like that. And I think this is very obviously pulling from that shit. I, I don't really think that this is hard to place at all, right? No. This is like MC5, Radio Birdman. There's a lot of dead boys in this, too. Dude, I heard, like, Lemmy-era Hawkwind in this. Sure, yeah, 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 that, too. With, like, particularly with, like, the, the touches of, like, atmospheric synth in the background. Yeah, which I know. actually couldn't tell... <laughs> At first, if that was yeah. in there or not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, if that was just noise in the mix. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. same. 
Um, so yeah, obviously the mix on this is is pretty dog shit. Um, there were some things panned in different directions that I was like. I was switching my fucking like <laughs> headphones up to be like, yo, is the bass only in the left channel or am I making that up? So yeah, obviously you're, you're feeling it out on mixing and this is a demo. Um, I thought the music was pretty good though. I would like to hear this mixed better, you know, done at a higher level so that I could discern what was going on a little bit more. But like the songs themselves from what I could hear sounded like totally competent proto-punky rock music that is very much in the vein of shit that I know that you en enjoy, Jake. You know, this is this is really Dead Boys, yeah. you know? Yeah, I think it sounded fucking good. Yeah. I, I, I didn't have... Dude, my, my, my hearing in my right ear is fucked. Yeah. Because I, I was... I saw you and I was like, hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I have extensive hearing. Damage, my, hear my hearing in my right ear is fucked. If any, if I think I've said on the show before, but basically if there's any ambient noise. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah, know like, what anybody's like saying. Like in a big room or something. I, I don't know what anyone's saying. Or even just like in a car, like the sound of like a, of the highway rushing oh, by. Dude. If someone's trying to talk to me from the front seat, I'm like, ah, ah. No, the fucking, the fucking like, like in a, in a big airy, like reverby sort of room, like a restaurant or something. Yeah. And people are talking. Oh, you got to be fucking like inches away I from need, me. I need to get one of those fucking like in the cartoons. Like, yeah, yeah, sunny boy. Yeah, you know, like, like I don't want to fucking just give me like a horn. Yeah, big horn that I can hold up to my ear. Yeah, I can hold it to my dude. Ear. That would be fun instead yeah. of getting hearing aids or anything like that. Just a big old hearing dude, horn. They, I, I'm pr I might be making this up, but I'm pretty sure they used to make an apparatus to just put a hearing horns like headphones on your head. That'd be sick. Dude. That would be sick. I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> I might be making that up, but I'm not. I, I think. I think. Probably Da Vinci or something. Thought <laughs> like that. I'm sure right. Da Vinci thought it. He that. probably thought of some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, this is pretty sick. Yeah. The song was fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, you know, like a project like this, you know, I'm, I'm, it doesn't sound like they're like they're taking it seriously enough. Right, yeah. That they're crafting, a, you know, a, a, a good song. Sure, yeah. Um, but like not so, it's, it's not that serious. Right. Also, I kind of liked how amateurish... The mix and everything sounded it's endearing. It, yeah. yeah, it put it put a little bit of a, I don't know, it gave it a bit more of a sort of vintage like forgotten band feel. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, and I think yo, just as much as this is pulling from MC Five and and Radio Birdman and shit like that, you mentioned Hawkwind, also just straight up like early Alice Cooper and stuff yeah. too. You know, what I mean? all that stuff of that era. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna tell you right now, eclectic. Uh huh. Boy, is that a watch out word for me in almost anything that I see? Sure, yeah. Eclectic blend is obviously an intentionally funny. Name I know, here, I know, but, but yes, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah dude, any, it's like experimental. Yeah. Anytime I see something described as eclectic, yeah. I'm like, mm. So there's a, I, I may have talked about it on the show before just because it's, it, it, this is like a perfect example of it. There was like some, it was like a San Diego or, or LA or some West Coast radio show, morning radio show in the 90s called, um, I think it was called like Morning Becomes Eclectic or something. <laughs> yeah. And there's, I have a I have a, a tape of it, like a bootleg tape of it that came out sometime in the last decade and it's Sebado appearing on the show. And this is the, the oh, high. Oh, we were listening to that. Yeah, we yeah, were, we did. Yeah, we did yeah, when yeah. we did, we, yeah, when that, we did the, the family tree. That's for the right, yeah, yeah. We listened, to, we listened to some of that on there and yeah. it's just them terrorizing this man. Right. And they're playing like keytars and right. stuff. Right, <laughs> And like doing like keytar renditions of their songs. And evidently, like, and and they're just being horrible cocksuckers to this guy. Right. And they're asking him questions, and they're and they're they're he's asking them questions, and they're just like, 
yeah, I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> you know, and apparently it got them banned from that radio station yeah. for like a good decade. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's completely so cool. what you and I wanted to do. Should we ever get on local NPR station yes. here? Yeah, exactly. Right? It's, it's so fucking cool. I I recommend. I think it's called Sebado Live on KC Trouble You or something. I, I suggest everybody look that up. It is a masterclass in just going and wasting someone's time wasting everyone's fucking time yeah. they they can't they don't bring their instruments they are trying to play their songs on instruments they've never played before one of which is a guitar that they hadn't even plugged in or tried to play with before that second yeah it's fucking beautiful yeah. it's so good um all right what's next four okay uh we're gonna get some uh bestial black metal here this is satanism with lycanthropic legion um um, uh, yeah, I mean the artwork alone just looks like Diocletian. Yeah, of course it looks exact. It looks literally exactly like Diocletian, dude. So on Metallum, yeah. If I if I search for bands, if I search for Satanism, yeah, as a band name, uh huh. Surprisingly, only two come up. That's crazy. That man. is insane. That's nuts. They're both currently active bands. Yeah, one's black metal, death metal. That's this one, right? The other one is black metal, speed metal, and that's another Satanism from like New York, right? And actually, may, maybe it says full length in 2023, so I don't know. In Conspiracy with Satanism. And then this this Satanism is uh, Detroit, Michigan, 2020 right. to present. Okay. It is insane that there are only two bands called Satanism. Yeah, it's nuts. In Metallica. That seems like such an obvious one, right? Right. But that's the thing, is like sometimes the obvious choice isn't... Uh, that's just it, you know, like... Because everybody who's <laughs> ever thought of it is like, we don't even need to do the research. There's got to be 10 <laughs> you, other Satanisms. You fucking know it. Yeah. And you fucking know that, like, you know... Yeah. That every time this is discovered, yeah, some dude somewhere was like, oh, fuck. damn it. Yeah, damn exactly. It. 1986 yeah. was fucked. Yeah, yeah no doubt, dude. <laughs> yeah. For sure. So it looks like the opening track is just an intro, just based on the length, based, you know, compared to the length of everything else on here. So let's, uh, let's start with the second song on here. So we're going to listen to Triumph of the Demonic Conqueror by Satanism off of Lycanthropic Legion.
Okay. All right, that was Triumph of the Demonic Conqueror by Satanism off of Lycanthropic Legion. How'd you like that? I really like that. That's fucking great, huh? I really like that. I, I'm sorry that uh, I reduced it to so much fucking Diocletian worship. Yeah. Um, no, not at all. I mean, yeah, but sure, no. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, this was fucking good. It's fucking awesome. This I love one. that the vocals were just like... Uh, anyway, sorry. We had this. Uh, now, if I even look, if I even if I even peek at another window, well, don't don't do it. <laughs> I, I I wasn't doing anything. I just was looking at the web page. Anyway, this is fucking this yeah, is it's perfect. fucking awesome. So I was I was saying I love how the vocals are just like they're just like a a a, a whispering fucking yes <laughs> evil, yeah it's perfect. an evil whispering it's, wind. It's perfect. Yeah, right? it's fucking like awesome. you know the fucking Pete Helm Camp style vocals are sick. Yeah, but like no, this was fucking sick. Yeah. Listen, Infernal Werewolf, you struck gold. You got the name Satanism for your band, which yeah. mir- miraculously had not been already the the name of a hundred other bands. Yeah, crazy. Right. Crazy. Number two, this record fucking rules. Yeah. Right. Yeah, this is fucking sick. I I wish I could find any hint of its actual physical presence. It looks like you could buy CDs on kunaki.com. Which that I, is a dead link. Uh, yeah, it is a dead link. And I think that's like a place where you can just have your own CDs like pressed up. And I ain't buying no And sell CD. it directly yeah. from there, you know, like a, like a fucking cafe press for CDs or something. Yeah, yeah, or a, yeah, tea, yeah, yeah. a teespring for CDs, yeah. which is a novel idea. And is like, it's funny how specific the sort of like cheap CDR is to like, black metal yeah and like this type of extreme like fringe metal stuff it's like the only place that it still exists and thrives where people that, are like, that and cork right yeah exactly right well that's what i'm saying it's like fringe metal yeah, shit, yeah, yeah, right yeah, you know yeah. what i mean um yeah i would love to have this on a format like that oh, <laughs> like God. more readily consumable i want a shirt or a collectible yeah yeah, yeah for right? sure but um, uh, again this kind of existing existing just in the ether is is perfect par- it's part of what it is this you know is really mean? fucking good yeah i'm, I'm giving this Probably multiple full listens tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to put this on at the uh, record store tomorrow and really bum some people out. If they didn't like when I was playing Youth of the Day in there, they're really not going to like when I'm playing Satanism. Yeah. Um, yo, I just want to say, and like this is this ha- this is a friend of a friend, right? So I ain't saying anything, but I'm just saying that like anytime you see, it says here, Satanism does not support any political ideology. Typically, in black metal, specifically, mm-hmm. when you see bands say, we don't support any specific political ideology. It's because there's maybe some question. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they might actually because, support it. Because they, because they might actually. <laughs> they might actually. They might actually. They might actually. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll tell you what they yeah. don't give a shit about. Yeah. Throwing a fucking pig's head yeah, at people. For sure. <laughs> no doubt, dude. And again, this was not an indictment by any stretch of the imagination. I just think it's so funny that, like, traditionally, and it may not apply here, but traditionally, so much of the time when, like, a black metal band is like, this band supports no specific political ideology, you can do it's, one it's, Google it's, search. It's for an like, interview that's like, like, yeah, we're not really into race mixing. The, you know? the, the lady doth protest. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, there's exactly. literally no reason to even yeah. bring that you up. You don't even need, like, don't bring it up. No one asked. Don't bring you. it up, and then no one's going to yeah. even think about <laughs> no it. No one right? was asking you, dude. Right? Why'd you, don't bring it up, and no one I, even thinks about why, it. Why'd you, why'd you mention it, man? Yeah. <laughs> that makes me think, like, maybe you, maybe you do. <laughs> Satanism did not kill 13 children on June 7th, <laughs> yeah, right. 2016. It's, it's like you're, you're answering a question that no one asked. Um, so who knows? <laughs> but yeah, this is fucking awesome. I am definitely going to listen to this tomorrow, and I'm going to go back and, and listen to the previous releases too. Well, it, pre- it looks like the other one is um, 
Well, there's the Black Invocation of the Infernal Spirit. Yeah, that came out in 2021. Which is a second EP. Yeah, yep. five songs. And, and then there's... Uh, Horror of Death, which is three songs that came out in uh, May of 2021. And yeah. it looks like the, 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 the last three releases here, they were all done by uh, a guy who goes by Warhead. You can find his stuff on Instagram. It's fucking awesome. Like, obviously, like, yeah, this specific. Yes. Almar is referencing Diocletian. Um, but, yeah, it's a guy named uh, Con- Constantine Co- Kopach, I think, uh, or Kovach. Um, no, I don't know. He's an Eastern European dude who does, like, a lot of, like... He probably also doesn't have... He has, he has no... He doesn't support any political <laughs> ideology. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, Eastern European. Yeah, usually those Eastern European black metal guys, nice and chill. <laughs> um, but uh, so I, I, I peruse yeah. some of his artwork, and uh, he seems to have, he has a self-professed love for medieval heraldry. Right. Right, and shit like that, and it's reflected in his artwork. It's good stuff. Hey, I, and, I like and it a lot. Good choice going with him because uh, your original logo, yeah. not as good. Yeah, 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 for sure. No, right. this, is, this is a big step up in every way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, musically fucking awesome too. Um, all right, what's next? One. All right, one is Egregore with synchronistic delusions. Um, see, I can't remember when, like when we had Egregore Dude, on the show. It's but been it, maybe twenty twenty one. Yeah, we may 20? have had we may have had him on the show like pretty close to the beginning of the show. Pretty early, like the first maybe year. within our first year and a half, anyway. Yeah, yeah. And we sure. really liked it. Yes, I remember really enjoying it. Now, and, and I've revisited Egregore a few times since then. Yeah. was it thought form that we listened? Yes, to? yeah, it was thought form. Yep, yep, that was yep. the one. Um, so Colton, who said this in sent this in, said this uh, this release appears to be. Um, a little bit more polished, which uh, on first blush he didn't really like, but that the release is still very fucking sick. So um, the song that was recommended to us is Birth of Death, the eighth song on here. So we're going to listen to Birth of Death by Egregore off of Synchronistic Delusions.
that was Birth of Death by Egregore off of Synchronistic Delusions. That was really fucking good. It, it is crazy to me that this band is not the biggest, hypest thing on 20 Buck or something It's like really that. wild, huh? They So the last record came out, I think, on Sentient Ruin. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah. But it does shock me that this is not way fucking bigger than it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, so... Um, this, did this come out in Sending Ruin 2? I think it did. It probably did. So that probably explains why you see less in the supported by column. Like, there's one guy in the supported right, by column right, right, on right. their page. If this came out on Sentient Ruin, then I have to imagine... Yes, it is. Most people bought it there, right? Yes. Um, so that would make sense. But nonetheless, this seems like... The fact that I didn't hear anybody that I know right. who's into extreme metal talking about this last right. year is crazy. The right. fact that I didn't know that this came out last year is fucking crazy. Right. I mean, listen, we talked about it on the show. We talk about it all the time. It's impossible to catch everything. You it know is. what I mean? It's it just is. impossible. Even if it's stuff that's coming out on labels that I like, like Sentient, Sentient Ruin, hey, right? Yeah. Shame on me for fucking sleeping on this. This was fucking awesome. Yes, because I think this would have made... Uh, this would definitely would have made yeah. it a year year end wrap up if yeah. I'd have heard this last year. This was crazy good, man. There were some like so on that main lead on that, that dun, 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 there was like this I don't know what it was, but the mix of like the effects, the way it was mixed and a really subtle sort of like dissonant harmony that was in there made it sound like the, those leads sounded like a man vomiting. Yeah. Like it was fucking <laughs> yeah. gnarly yeah. sounding. Yeah. This was so good. And I thought the production was fucking awesome. Yeah, I thought it sounded I, great. I, I didn't think this was too slick. No, at all, not at all. I thought this sounded fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, this was like, this is masterful without being tricky. You know what I mean? Like, there were some turnarounds in there. Like, there right. was that one turnaround in there where you were like, oh, that was fucking nice. Right. You know, there was some like, I mean, yeah, this is just a dude who knows what the fuck he's doing. This is really good shit. Right. And I mean, we really liked Thought Form. Um, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm not surprised that we enjoyed this, but mm -hmm. goddamn, this this hit really hard. Yeah, this was fucking sick. Yeah. It's a no-brainer, yeah. right? It's a no-fucking-brainer. For sure. That's two in a row. Yeah. Satanism and Egregore, which one do I want to hear more? Yeah. Oh, man. It's I a toss-up. Yeah. That's what, a what, which one did I just hear last? Right, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, great stuff, man. I, I, I don't know what else can be said about that. That's fucking awesome. Um, the write-up is apt. You know, it it, it it hits everything that is mentioned in this. You know, there is carcass in this. There is fucking terrorizer and napalm death in this. Mm -hmm. And there is discharge and crust and stuff in this, mm -hmm. too. That fucking, like, dun, 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 yeah. dun, that little, like, slow right. crust D-beat in there is such a fucking nice touch. Right. And, so and, and the solos, the obvious nods to fucking the best era of Carcass. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yep. Yeah, 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 for sure, man. Super, super masterfully done shit. I, uh, I'll i probably just listen to Satanism and this back-to-back -back at the shop tomorrow, honestly. Yeah. Um, all right, what's next? Seven. All right. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Here we fucking go. Knife wound with a thirst for blood. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if this is the name of the release or, or what. This is at least the name of uh, of the song. Um, yeah. And uh, I think this is on Spotify and shit, but it's not on Bandcamp. They did have a Bandcamp, but like, right. it's always mind-boggling to me if a band has a Bandcamp, and then at some point they just stop utilizing it. Like, mm -hmm. I don't really even understand. Like, it's just, it's so easy. You just upload the songs and the art. I mean, it it's the... It is the most low resistance process. Like you put the art on there, you upload the songs, right. and you let it go. That's right. it. So what could be better? Which it's it's. I mean, in terms of usability, Bandcamp is way the fuck up there. So, um, but here we go. We're gonna listen to this on YouTube since they didn't see fit to put it on Bandcamp. So we're gonna listen to "Thirst for Blood" by Knife Wound from Atlanta. Don't 
knife wound with thirst for blood and although this is hobbled by the very fact that it came after egregore and satanism before it this was actually a lot better than i expected based on all of the outward signifiers right i, I was gonna say the same thing like we know the score with this stuff sure right? yeah. i generally fucking hate it right you have a lot more you have a lot, give it a lot more leeway than I do. Sure, you have a, you have more of a love for almost every aspect of this sort of stuff of than course. I do. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I, like I, I basically don't like any of it. Sure, but that said, um, I went in the looking at the art and everything. I was like, oh fuck, yeah, yeah. This was better than I expected it to be. Sure, right. Um, so, but that doesn't mean necessarily that I actually care. Sure, that's which is fair. You know what I mean? I mean, yo. Let's let's not get carried away here. I also don't really care. Right. But I thought this was pretty all right. Um, I'm going to applaud the amount of restraint on display here in that it never did the beatdown part. 
Yes. And occasionally it went, dun, 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 and then picked yeah. right back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when they hit the breakdown at the end, I was like, oh, here they're going to do the chromatic breakdown. Right. They actually did like an integrity style breakdown right. instead. And, and that's what kept it a lot. There was like just enough metallic integrity yeah. in there to keep my interest. It wasn't just full on fucking knuckle dragger. And I got to say that the vocals too were, were, they had a lot more character than a lot of stuff that you get in this lane. Like, yes. this, these vocals had character in the way that a band like neglects vocals have character. Right. You know what I mean? Right, Where right, it's right. like the dude is making some choices, some bold choices. There's some delivery on here that's like a little strange, but in a way that I'm like, no, that's actually sick. I'm glad that you did that instead of just went, out the gates. Yeah. I kind of, it, it, it kind of got an eyebrow. I was like, mm. yeah, yeah, sure. But yeah, I kind of, I kind of felt the same way. There were some choices in there where, you know, he put a little more flavor in his voice. Sure. And uh, it worked. I think this works. I think this works for the fact that it's pulling from a hundred demons and early all out war way more than it's pulling from fucking shattered realm or something like that. This to me seems to be pulling from hard guy source material that I rock with and doing a pretty good approximation of it. Now the presentation fucking sucks. Like the old English font with the like, you know what I mean? Like if I see this, it's a no way Jose for me every time. So I was really pleasantly surprised by like, again, how much restraint was applied here and how much compare, how much comparative character this had, you know, when put next to a lot of its contemporaries. I thought that this was pretty good. Now, am I going to remember this or seek it out? No, Probably not, but if I hear this come on, come on in someone's car, I'm probably not going to tell you to turn it off. I might ask right. what it is, and if I see it in a band and it's, or if I see this band live and like they're good and they're having a good time, and it's not right. like the vibe is not uh, decidedly gay, mm. then yeah, sure, this is cool. That's yeah. fine. I'm not bummed about this at all. I'll play play with a band like this on the road and be like, hey, you know what? That was actually pretty good. Um, all right, what's uh, what's? Oh, you got you got another. So I, I thought I, I, no, thought I was going to say I think I think we're about in the same place. Yeah, yeah, for this, sure. This, it, this, yeah, the way you know my my final impression of this really depends on upon how everything comports itself live. Yeah, of which course. I'll never see him live. Yeah, probably not. So fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's uh, what's next? Six. Okay, we're just going right down the line. So this is etiquette with their demo. This is uh, this is deluxe bias number twenty five. This fucking bullshit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so uh, I like the artwork. I think the art's like genuinely fucking sick. Like the that. artwork's pretty good. This showed up on my YouTube today. I okay. listened to the new uh, Hick Tracy, uh-huh. which also just released okay. on deluxe bias. Right on. Liked it. Two songs. Cool. Never gonna own it. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, and and this was like the next up to play, but I started watching arm wrestling videos instead. Okay, sure. Because it was East versus West. No, I, th- I think the art is fucking sick. I really, really like the art. I think it's very striking. Uh, it's like it's not it it it's thinking outside the box. It's not just like the no. hyper amateurish like line work demo art that you would expect. No, it's good. It's fu- It's cool. It's reminiscent of MS Paint. For sure, yeah, 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 absolutely. Right. Um, so uh, I guess it's as Deluxe Bias does. Um, all their shit is just uploaded as one single track yeah. on Bandcamp. So I guess we'll just play this until we decide to stop. I don't know what any of the names of the fucking songs are on this because they're not listed it anywhere. Says that I can three see. songs. Yeah, for sure. Know. Yeah, who who knows what the fuck they're called? Um, so uh, I try. I tried to look in like the tape art, like, but I can't. Really. It looks like maybe. One of them is called This Earth. Something This Earth. It's there's something above something it. Something This in, Earth in front of it. Yeah. 
Uh, I love this earth. I what do you think it's I love this earth? I doubt some somehow I doubt that. That's, yeah, it's um if you zoom in. Okay. I love this earth. Uh-huh. Uh that's why I'm um that's why I'm losing. That's that's why I'm losing. Okay. And then the third the, the third song is uh like you anymore. Okay, I think that we're missing some words in there, but we got the general gist. So let's listen to some song, some yeah. amount of these three songs off of uh, the etiquette demo. So that was the uh, first song off of the etiquette demo. And yo, like a lot of stuff on Deluxe Bias, that was fucking cool. Yeah, that was sick. That was not nearly as, um, yeah, that was that was sick. That was brought great. to mind, like, um, I guess, yeah, some of the earlier stuff. It wasn't as, it wasn't as um, goofy as I expected it to be. Like the Hick no. Tracy stuff is a bit more just straight up garagey sort of whatever. Yeah. Um, no, this was, this was a little harder hitting than I expected it to be. Yeah, it was fucking sick. The thing about it, though, is like so many of the bands on this label and in this scene broadly will say like bands that are playing just hardcore, mostly like just down the middle hardcore punk. Yeah. But they're presenting it in a way. Mm -hmm. This is the thing that we've talked about on the show before, right? Like this, this is a thing that's happened in the past, too, where you get this, you get these little sub pockets of hardcore, right? right that right. By, by all that sort of like sonic markers they're just playing hardcore music, right. right? But depending upon what's in or what's out or like how they want to be perceived socially, in the past you would get bands like this that just say things like, oh, we're just a punk band. Right. You know, oh, we're, we're just fucking, we're just a punk band. It's like, okay, well, you're playing music that sounds That's right. exactly like hardcore from 1985. Right. <laughs> you're, you're, you sound like out cold but produced worse. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't know, man. It seems to me like you just want to be perceived the way and you're wearing like, spiky wristbands, right? Right, 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 right. And this deluxe bias scene feels like it kind of nestles into a space like that, mm -hmm. right? Because I, like, talked about, like, Chance and Betsy and, like, the whole Bloomington crew. Now, previous to that, there was plenty of hardcore punk coming out of Bloomington, and a lot of it I liked a lot. Right. But it fit right into that space where it was, like, hardcore punk that was straight up just sonically great. Right. But the people doing it and consuming it were a very, like, too cool for you type of yeah. scene that, like purposely like wore their apathy on their sleeves as a feature of like their social existence. And it 
and it's very repellent. Like it keeps people out and that's fine. It's you want to have an insular scene and do your thing with your friends, sure. like whatever. I'm, I'm really not beefing you, but it doesn't, it doesn't make me want to like come to the shows or buy the records exactly, even though the music largely is really good. And I feel like yeah. this deluxe bias stuff is like, is I, I, and I'm not speaking to like, cause I, I have no idea really. I'm just right. going off of a hunch, but this feels like it exists in a really similar space where this is like, even though this is hardcore punk that like, could just as easily play next to speed plans or fucking illiterates or something like that on a bigger right. hardcore punk stage. They're playing like the squats, the art spaces, the DIY spaces to like kids in berets and shit, you know? Well, you know, also, yeah, I guess there's, the, there are certain sects, right? Yeah. That look to sort of like separate themselves for whatever reason, sure, right? Yeah. However they view it. Maybe they, maybe they view, you know, it could be very well that what you're calling folks thinking they're too cool, too cool for school, they fucking think it's the they think, think it's, it's the, the other opposite, way, right? Around, sure, right? sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I it's, wonder, it's a matter of perspective. I wonder where this band is from. Yeah, because you know, Deluxe Bias is based out of Wyoming, and that's about the last fucking like literally. Yeah. I think of I think of twenty five other countries. Before I even think of Wyoming, yeah. Before I even think of Wyoming, when I think about yeah. punk, heavy metal, punk, music that I like in any way. One of the last places. like fo like Literally. No, like, no hyperbole, one of the last places on earth. Yes. So, yo, shout out to Deluxe Bias for, like, doing this out of fucking Wyoming. Right. That's got to be a labor of love. And that's what I'm wondering, like, where this band is from and where, yeah. you know, because I'm wondering if these are just, like, some of these fucking, like, you know western states that are not known for this sort of stuff it might be yeah and that you know there's just like what's the biggest city in laramie uh, in wyoming yeah 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 i think yeah I, th I believe it is laramie and like i was i was just having this conversation the other day because my girl's never been that far out west and i was explaining that you get to a point when you're in the interior of the country where like even the major urban centers, like the most people that are going to be there is like 40,000 people. The and population's 31,000 in, in Laramie. Yeah, there you go. Right. So it's like, and then there's nothing for miles and miles and miles in either direction, right? It's just right. fucking plains and plateaus and so, shit, right? Yeah. So like, I don't know where this, where this fucking, uh, I don't know where this band is from. Cheyenne, 65,000 residents. Wait, Etiquette Etic is from Cheyenne? No, no. Oh, you're Cheyenne, just saying, like, Cheyenne that's the other major. The capital Wyoming, yeah, yeah, yeah. 65,000 right. residents. Sure, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. that's the biggest city. So right. who knows? Maybe this band is from Cheyenne. Maybe some of these other bands are from, from Cheyenne. Yeah. Who the fuck is touring through Cheyenne? No one. I bet dude. you kids go fucking, if there is a scene there, right. kids go fucking nuts. Probably, yeah. If, like, you know, Delco MFs went through Cheyenne. Sure, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? No doubt. But, like, who knows? So I don't know where this band is from. All I know is that was sicker than I expected it to be. And generally speaking, most things in Deluxe Bias are sicker than I expect them to be. Yeah. I'm just so bummed that it's such a fucking gimmick. The thing about... Yeah, exactly. It's like... the This sort of just, like, ephemeral disposability seems like a feature built into the label. Like, it's such a consistent through line that I have to imagine it is a feature and not a bug. Yeah. Like, they're doing it on purpose. And, like, listen, we talk all the time on this show about, like limit accessibility make it less marketable right. do it for its own sake and even though this is annoyingly <laughs> like annoyingly on that tip mm -hmm. to the point where it's alienating even me i gotta tip my hat to him for just being like yeah fuck you there's nothing commercial about this yeah this is 
you you might as well throw this in the fucking trash. Some of these tapes are two and a half minutes of music sure. on a fucking tape. Sure. You literally might as well burn it in a fucking fire. Right. Right. Before you're going to put it in you're and ne- listen you're to You're never it. going. Yeah, exactly. Well, insane to think that you're going to put a two and a half minute long fucking, a three and a half. This is three minutes and 25 seconds long. You think I value my time that little right. that I'm going to fuck buy this and put it in a cassette player right. and listen to it and take it out. No, fuck you. But never happened. But despite the fact that I'm not going to engage with it on the, in that way. And because of how this is presented, even the cool ass shit like etiquette on this label is going to just, it's going to get memory hold for right. me. I do appreciate that this is like fully, this is hardcore punk for hardcore punk's sake. Yeah. And that's cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this was good, like straight up. If this band came through, I would, I would obviously, I'd go watch them play their nine minute setup in Gary or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like it'd be a blast, I'm sure. Right. But yeah, this type of shit is just, it's doomed. It's doomed to be memory hold. But that's part of its charm, I guess. Sure. You know, and like, God bless you. You're not the, you're not you're not vying for the PBR money, and I, I have to respect you for that. So, um, all right, what's next? Uh, five. Okay, we we really are just we it was just seven, six, five. We're going right down the line. So this is the loser, the losers with you win, we lose. Um, this is the one that Jared said is like just uh, in his opinion one of the most slept on bands out right now. Period. Um, I I don't know anything about this band. I'm I'm not uh, I'm not going to front. Um, if this is is really as good as Jared says it is, um, I'm going to feel like a a, a big You're dumb feel idiot. Like a fucking loser. I'm going to feel like a loser myself. Um, and it looks like they've been around since 2021, so a few years now. Um, it looks like they have a specific song queued up and we were not uh, recommended any particular track. So we're going to listen to enemy of the state by the losers off of you win. We lose.
Okay, so we just heard Enemy of State by the Losers off of You Win, We Lose. So specifically, these guys are from San Francisco. They're from the Bay Area. Um, yeah, I am surprised that I don't know about this, actually. Because, you know what I love is... Um, a hardcore band from California that sounds like they're from California. I was going to say, boy, this band sounds about as California as you can get. And uh, funnily enough, a couple days ago when I was on my way up to Michigan, had my weekly four-hour drive up, um, I was revisiting a lot of Californian classics. I was listening to D.I. I was listening to TSOL. I was listening to The Adolescents, right? And this is exactly in that pocket. Yeah. Like, exactly in that pocket. Um, Jared, when he sent this over, even mentioned that the vocalist sounds a lot like Keith Morris. Yes. He sounds a fucking lot yes. like Keith Morris. And they look like guys that would be playing in a hardcore band in 1982 in L.A. They, right. like, are, you know, it's like flannel, studded fucking wristband, Adidas Sambas, and torn jeans. Like, yeah. they literally look like they were just lifted off of a page of American hardcore or something, right? Which yeah. is fucking cool. Yeah. This is sick. That was fucking dope. Like the little like the that beat is a beat not oft used right. in contemporary hardcore. But you do find that all over like early eighties hardcore yeah, specifically. You, sure you know what I mean? That you little sure samba, do. like you find yeah. that little samba beat all over the place. It also sounded like this song went right into the next song. Um, and there are some short songs on here. Like I have to imagine that this is a record designed to be listened to in its entirety, just like based on the presentation of that, the way it ran into the next song. I bet that this record in general hits harder listened to entirely. It seems like it too, because there's a there's a there's a lot of variability in tracks. Yeah, exactly. So in track length, yes, like twenty five seconds, right? Two and a half seconds. You know what I mean? I mean two and a half minutes. Yeah. Um. So it seems like there's a lot of intent put into into this record, which I appreciate for sure. I definitely want to listen to the rest of this because I did like that and. You know, this is a lot of those California bands, like this one. Let's just use this in particular. Yeah. Right. I hear just as much clash in this. For sure. As yeah, I yeah. do like early American hardcore. Yeah, of when course. A lot of the hardcore that we get on here, you know, we talk about like rock and roll based hardcore and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's all basically what, what, we're, what we're talking about is 1982. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. That's what we're talking about is 82, 83. Right. But. There's just as much like late seventies mm -hmm. in this. Yeah. There's just as much London calling as in, in, in what we just heard for as sure. anything else. Yeah. So this this track at least felt very much to be pulling from shit like Saccharine Trust and stuff too. Or like the Minutemen even. Like well, just in like that shuffle beat, you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. this feels hardcore of the era where hardcore was like very much a catch all. And nothing was off limits in terms of where you were calling influence right. from, right? Um, and it looks like the label that put this out looks really, like, I don't know, man. Water like, Under the Bridge? Yeah. It well, they, 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 they put out a Saccharine Trust, uh, they put out a Minutemen <laughs> Saccharine Trust release just like yeah. two years ago. And, they, and it looks like they've done, like, reprints of, uh, like, old, right. like, uh, like Pettibone zines and stuff yep. like that. So it seems to be kind of like a boutique-y kind of label that is, like... Well, it says it's... it's um, sole purpose of documenting and releasing music from Har from the Harbor area of Los Angeles. Okay, okay, cool. So this is like Bay, this is like Bay, oh, Harbor area of LA. Okay, that's weird because this is not from, uh, I will, what we just heard was not from there. So. Well, it's not even on their, it's not even on their fucking Discogs. Uh, yeah, but on, it is on their webpage. It's yeah. the first thing on their webpage. So, so. Um, yeah, 
Interesting. Very interesting. Maybe just the reason that I don't know about this is because it didn't come out on like a label that you would expect. This didn't come out on a, a sorry state or something like that. You know what I mean? And maybe it would be better served by that. Cause I, Oh, so th that's weird. Yeah. Okay. So you can buy this. It must be distributed by water to the bridge, but this is out on Willow house and Willow house is out of San Francisco. Oh, okay. Right on. There so. you go. But yeah, I don't know, man. This just seems like a, the, this seems like a, a record that would be served by better served by being on a label that could get this into the hands of people who want to hear it. Yeah. Cause straight up, if this had come out on a label that I, paid attention to i would have known about this and been enjoying it for months already yeah this was really good this is another one that i'll uh, i'll throw on my uh, my listen list this week because this this sounded fucking sick and i'm already in the mood for it so uh, it's definitely going to be after i give a full exhaustive listen to egregore and yeah. satanism though. yeah of course um okay let's uh let's roll the dice one more time because we only got one message and a few texts uh, so let's listen to one more band and then then do those all right two all right, two is man. We this is a this is a metal heavy episode tonight. So I'm sorry to all of our listeners who are not metal people. This is a knifing with agonal hymns. This is the one that Tyler sent in to us. I know he recommended a particular song, so let me uh, double check and see what it was. Um, so he said, uh, "Lustral cognitive erosion" is the track to listen to. So we're gonna we're gonna hear "Lustral cognitive erosion" by knifing off of agonal hymns. <laughs>
did just listen to the song Lustral Cognitive Erosion by Nithing off of Agonal Hymns. How'd you feel about that? That was fucking sick. <laughs> yeah, man, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, for sure. I have to imagine that one uh, turned off a fairly sizable chunk of our listeners. I mean, you know, the conceit of this show being that it like is loosely based on like hardcore and punk music, and we yeah. get just as much metal as we do anything this else. This is a metal-heavy episode. Yeah, very metal-heavy. So if it's, your fir- if it's your first one, listen, this is sometimes just how the dice go. It's sometimes how just the week of submissions go. Yeah. Um, you know, stick around for another episode. You'll get a lot more punk. Yeah. But uh, this was fucking awesome. Dude. Yeah. This was awesome. I really love when, like, totally inaccessible because this is such an it's such an interesting juxtaposition so like brutal slamming death metal can either be the most lowbrow yes version form of metal a la torture last week a la torture or it can be the most like lofty and conceptual form well, of ve- metal while it's remaining just as inaccessible that that you know that's that's exactly it like yeah. here's the thing yeah this did not. Th- this was not like built around the slam. No, not at all. Not dude. At all. The fucking riffs on this insane. Uh, you know, approaching just basically like fucking tech death wankery. For sure. Yeah. Exactly. Right. But but the presentation makes. But the all presentation the, yeah. makes all the fucking difference. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Right. Yeah, for sure. This was fucking sick. Awesome. So fucking awesome. Um, I also love any time that bands like this are incredibly verbose. Oh, I know, dude. Because the... the it's just constant the, puking. Because the lyrics don't have to exist. No, they don't. I mean, truly, they don't have to exist. Dude, there are, there are fucking line upon line, like verse upon verse upon verse in this. Yes. And they, it's literally just a constant puking sound. Yeah, like, like this, like, ritual complete, gift of violence repaid by utter relinquishment of brain activity, invalid, near vegetative, honor in this violation. Like, none of those lines were said. No. You know what I'm saying? Vision blurring, eyelids heavy. Body numbed, venom now takes effect. Slip away, let it guide you, chosen one. We've had so much to inject. Yield your psyche unto the unto the righteous spears as they impale. Cranial consecration by holy perforations. Yeah, that was not. That said. was not said. They certainly didn't say arcane ceremonial hallucinosis achieved. No, at no point was were those words fucking uttered into a microphone. No. Right. So I always love when bands like this are just like yo, like they're committed to the bit and they're like yo. We're writing out complex lyrical couplets, right? It rhymes even right. sometimes, right? the The concept of rhyming anything in songs like this is so fucking funny. <laughs> I mean, it's so funny, you know, because I mean, truly, the lyrics, the vocals themselves are an abstraction, you know. <laughs> so that, like everything about this is an abstraction. Yeah, 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 you know what I sure. mean? Right, this yeah. is, yeah. I mean, this is nyan. Un- unapproachable by almost anybody. Yeah, 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 for sure. Right? Yes. Yeah, this was fucking sick. It's I awesome. love this. So that's that's three. Satanism, Egregore, yeah. Nithing. Yeah. I was aware of this band. Yeah, I've seen the name around, for sure. Um, also, i got to mention the art is fucking sick. The art is good, too. <laughs> like, everything sick. about this yeah. is fucking sick, dude. This is going to be on my, my customer unappreciation playlist tomorrow. Yeah, dude, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go Satanism, Egregore, right into this. This is this is it, man. This like this is this is what you put on yeah. to see if somebody who says they like metal 
Oh, can yeah, you hang? Yeah, 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 for sure, dude. Yeah, if someone's like, oh, no, I like death metal, man. Can okay. you hang? Okay, well, let's see. Yeah, this, so this entire episode is just like an exercise in us being like uh, difficult personalities, right? Because all the stuff that we really like tonight is just unlistenable gobbledygook. Yeah, or difficult in its own way. Sure, yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. Right. Uh, but, but hey, man, what can no, I say? This, I, I like this. I'm just wired this way. I, I I don't mean to be like this. I just think this fucking rules. I love that this is fucking unrelenting. I love the fact that it's nine songs, and yeah. it's probably, you know, the better part of a half an hour. Yeah, for sure. A half an hour of this. Yeah, for sure. Right? I'm sick. I'm, I'm with it, man. And in a live setting, I want to see 30 minutes of this. Yeah, well, this is but I think this, this is, is a, a one-man I was going to say, this I think is this is a, a solo project. It's, it's a dude yeah. named Matt Kilner. Okay. Who uh, is in some other groups? Iniquitous Deeds, Gorgasm, and Vitriol. Oh, he's in Gorgasm. Yeah. Okay, right on. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, uh, and check this out. Yeah, uh, there are two bands, according to Metallum, called Niving. Interesting. The other one is from uh, Cincinnati. It's crazy. It's crazy that there's only two Satanisms. Yeah, and conversely, there's actually there's two, two Nivings. Nivings. Yeah, that's very strange, yeah. right? Doesn't seem like those two band names should have equal number of uh, equal amount of representation Not in the band all. name sphere, but there Not you go. Not at all. Um all right, let's uh I'm going to let's listen to our one message and then uh read some text. All right. Hey, Nate and Gray. Uh I was reading Gray's little mundane Mosher's and and it made me wonder, what is the line between skinhead cosplay and like Real real skinhead, and also, can you do that like ultra subgenre like skinhead or DB like outfits without just looking like cosplay? I don't know. What do you think? That's so tough, dude. So, so what he's referencing is like in the mundane moshers like year end write up. I did kind of like a basic assessment, and then I just talked about ten records I really liked, mm. and the No Time record was one of them. And I mentioned like you know the skinhead, the 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 unexpected almost inexplicable sudden infatuation with skinhead subculture that is kind of permeated through punk and hardcore has got a lot of, a lot of fresh cuts calling out other fresh cuts for being fresh cuts. You know what I mean? Sure. It's a very weird thing. And that's a difficult question to answer in 2024 because skinhead is like such dude. It's such a strange subculture in that like each subsequent generation doesn't recognize the validity of the one that comes directly after it. So, like, the original late 60s skinheads didn't recognize nor have anything to do with the, like, late 70s skinheads. Mm -hmm. And then by the time skinhead stuff, by the time that even transformed into, like, oi and became its own distinct thing where you had boneheads and National Front folks, that even, like, the UK 82 kind of skinheads were even kind of a distinct thing from, like, the late 70s -hmm. punk skinheads. And then by the time it filtered across the pond and got here, mostly expressed in New York, which was like a really loose kind of, or or like early on with like, you know, John Brandon looked more or less like a skin. He had boots and cuff jeans and a shaved head and a tucked in tee. Mocked the British accent. Mocked the British accent, right. And then you had like Iron Cross in D.C. doing the skinhead thing. But mostly it was proliferated via the New York hardcore guys who like actively identified as skinhead and said like, you know, skinhead in their songs, like right. fucking Cromag songs. But to look at those guys, they don't look like British skins. They're not wearing Fred Perry's and, and like, fucking brogues and, like, Ben Sherman and stuff. They sometimes had braces. Right. They're not as sharply put together. They're not as sharply put together, and it becomes, like, a wholly distinct subculture of, like, 
the American like hardcore punk skinhead, which mm. is a different thing from the UK 82 thing, which is a different thing from the 77 thing, which is a different thing from the spirit of 69 shit, right? And so skinhead is so deeply disambiguated at this point. Like it's so divorced from its roots that it is functionally a different culture. It's so hard to call out what is or isn't cosplay. And to some extent, like these hyper-specific subgenre costumes, yeah, they always do feel a little bit like that, particularly in the contemporary world. But on the flip side, as Nate and I have talked about on the show many times, dude, like the real deal skinhead outfit, like I'm talking about like the brogues and the stay pressed and shit. It's hard to look fucking cooler than that. It is. I mean, it's cool as fuck. We've said it is. It is the classic fucking the classic look. Yeah, man, is maybe the best look. Dude, like this, like the sixty, like the sixty nine, sixty eight, sixty nine, seventy skins, and the the look that the seventy seven guys were were recreating, like the fucking Harrington. You know what I mean? Jesus Christ, that's a good fucking look, dude. I mean, but as you and I have mentioned, you for your size and among other reasons, like. To me, the thing that um, that I immediately raise an eyebrow is if you're like a very grown adult and you're like, I'm a skinhead. Yeah. Now. It's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man. It seems a little bit late to be getting like that deep on a, like a hyper specific niche of subculture. Like, like, listen, sometimes I'll wear some cuffed jeans and a tucked in shirt and a bomber jacket. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's fine to incorporate that stuff because it's a good look and it's all purpose and it's practical and whatever, you know right. what I mean? But to be like a 30 year old guy and to suddenly be like, I am a skinhead. Yeah. And like now you're rocking Ben Sherman's for the stuff. first time yeah. in your life. Yeah. 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 That's crazy to right. me, dude. <laughs> That's fucking nuts. Right. So I definitely raise an eyebrow at any like grown adults who suddenly have started identifying as skinheads in like the last two to three years. It's fucking bizarre. It's just like it's just a strange move. But whatever, man. You know, yeah, it's, you know, it, it's it's all good. There's it, worse things you can do. And it's really no I mean, listen. I don't fucking like I think anytime you try to look away. Yeah. You're gonna be. You're gonna get viewed as a cosplayer by like sure. some set or like you know the earlier generation or something. Of like course, that. yeah. You know, think talking about skinheads in the previous generation doesn't recognize the subsequent. Yeah. That's pretty much the same thing in hardcore. Sure, we yeah, were yeah, yeah. just talking about that yeah. tonight. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right before we, yeah. before we uh, recorded in yeah. a way. Sure. Right? Yeah. So like that's just the that that's what fucking generations do. Sure. Yeah. Right. They fuck over the next one. Yeah. Right. And they, 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 they don't really recognize the validity of the next one, right? Sure. That's old man shit. Yeah, no doubt. And that's a, as an old-ass dude, I try very hard not to fall into that. Very much so, yeah. So, yeah, I might look at the fucking, you know, art major rocking a fucking, rocking some braces and a, and, and, and a fucking clean cut yeah, a yeah. little sideways at a show. Sure. But, like, whatever, man. Yeah, no doubt. It's just as fucking valid as, like, the fucking 16-year-old working-class kid sure. in England in the 70s that decides to fucking dress that way. Who literally just stole it from the black guys. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, so. so like you know, it's all fucking nonsense. Yeah. Like, 
the, there is an age cutoff for sure. There's just an age cutoff. It just is, man. Yeah, it and just listen, is if you get in on the ground floor of the skinhead thing at a young age, you that's a look you can do the rest of your life, and it's always going to look good, right? You can't go away but and come back. You can't go away and come back, and you sure as fuck can't be thirty and just be like, "This is me now." This is me. Now. That's right. fucking crazy. This is dude. me now. I I work for a software designer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and I'm a fucking skinhead. <laughs> that's fucking crazy, dude. right? That is crazy. Yeah. So. That, that's fucking nuts. Yeah. That's 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 middle edge. Yeah, that is middle edge for sure. Yes. Um, okay, so here we just got an image. It says "Oozing for My Lord" by Betty Carolyn here in love. I would really like to confirm if that's real or not because I think I saw this image actually posted to Instagram too, like separate of the show. Where is it? uh, it's in our text message area here? "Oozing for My Lord" Betty Carolyn here in love. Oh man, I can't believe that. I don't. We I have, find that. have to imagine that oozing for my lord is is not 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 real, right? Oh no, it's uh, it is real. Okay, this is a real book. Um, uh, Brentwood Christian Press, published in two thousand seven. It's only fifty five pages. Wow, I thought you were going to say it's only fifty five bucks, and I was like, all right, cool, let's buy it. You can buy a used paperback for nine forty four. On Amazon here. <laughs> Here's a review from 2015. Got to give it five stars. Just saw it on Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen DeGeneres? Yeah. Oozing from my yeah. Lord, dude. Jesus and his ooze freaks. Wow. Who would have guessed? Um, yeah, like I said, I saw this posted on Instagram today, totally separate from the show. Uh, I saw it posted like last week, I want to say, and I, did, I just thought it was like a Photoshop job. Well, what, let's see what this book is. I want to see what this book is about. I mean, it's... It's the Lord gave Betty Carolyn the title of this book before she started writing it, and yet it was so appropriate for me. Betty Carolyn's prayer had been that God would fill her with so much love that she would ooze. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he did. <laughs> I fucking bet he did, buddy. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's so fucking cool, dude. Dude, dude. <laughs> Betty Carolyn had had a prayer. Hold on a second. <laughs> Hold on a second. The, the the syntax here is all fucked up. Yeah. Betty Carolyn prayer had been prayer. Betty Carolyn prayed that God would fill her with so much of His love that she would ooze the love to others. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to buy this. Yeah, dude, I got to get oozing for my Lord. <laughs> i add that to the reading list. Dude, what the <laughs> fuck? Christian's just so fucked, man. Yeah, man. Uh, so fucked. <laughs> okay, so next one we got. Dude, they're hornier than Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, oh, brother, come on. Dude. I know, All man. they do is dude, figure out ways dude. to fucking get around it. All that, that's it. Fucking kids. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Fucking things that ain't a pussy. Exactly, dude. Like, Yo, when I was a kid, because gotcha. I was not, because I was not raised in a fucking Christian household, when I found out that girls that I went to high school with were doing anal in high school to to not make God mad, I was like, "Yo, dude, you know, there's he, no way that's working." He literally fucking destroyed an entire fucking city for yeah, that dude, shit. No, if if the rumors, if are the true, rumors are to be if believed, the rumors are to be believed. <laughs> yeah. He literally destroyed yeah. cities for that. Yeah, shit. you can't just do butt stuff and be like, "I'm gonna go." I'm getting into heaven. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. I dude. went next door. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's crazy. Or the Mormons doing soaking. Yeah. You know what I mean? I it's know. fucking crazy. Yeah, like. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. dude and it's so fucked. <laughs> it's so fucked. Yeah, man. <laughs> it just shows you how unnatural. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, so. Uh, and dude, don't even bring up the kids. They go crazy. They love the kids, dude. They it's love all they the think kids. about. I know. Dude. It's all they fucking think about. It's I fucking know. kids. I know. I know it, dude. It's just, it's a bad scene, dude. Um. Okay, so to add on to the I'm tired and sleepy complainers, the I'm not a morning person people, goddamn, I get it. You're a child and it's hard to wake up, but keep it to yourself. Nobody cares. Yes, agree. It's fine to not be a morning person, but to make other people aware of that fact, fuck you. Know, you. If you're not a morning person, don't ever fucking wake up again. <laughs> right? Just keep it to yourself, man. That's my thing with this. It's like you don't have to be fucking pleased to be awake, but for the love of God, have the decency to keep it to yourself. Um, okay, so here uh, somebody sent us a screen cap of Beauty and the Beast, the complete series on DVD. So somebody had told me that they owned this series on DVD, so I did know it was out there on DVD. Mm. I don't really like DVDs. Like, I'm, I'm not, I don't. They're this, classless. Yeah, exactly. In the same way that CDs don't appeal to me, DVDs yeah. don't appeal to me, there's just something about them. I don't know why. I, this is a perfect argument against sort of liking things purely based on nostalgia because DVDs actually occupied like a bigger space t chronologically in my life, in my young life, than VHS ever did. Like, by the end of the 90s into the early 2000s, DVDs were fairly commonplace already, right? So by the time I was maturing into a, a young man, DVDs were all over the place. We had them in the house, and I have no nostalgia for them at all. But maybe just for the sake of owning all of these physically in a way that Uncle Sam and his cronies can't come rip them from my fucking the hands. The fucking Jeff Bezos can't peer over your shoulder and say, oh, you like that, do you? Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So maybe I'll purchase this just to have it, right? Because yeah. it seems increasingly unlikely that I'm going to be able to collect an entire VHS collection. So last one here. <clears throat> Getting up for work, doing my dumb push-up routine, and feeling so grateful for that novel lecture I heard yesterday about circadian rhythms, which devolved into a rant amounting to, don't be 10 minutes late for work, you shitbirds, from two developmentally delayed drill sergeants. You fucks really deserve medals <laughs> of honor and a sappy documentary for never drinking and, quote, not complaining. <laughs> Ha, 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 fuck off. Oh, here's the guy that complains Shit. about getting up in the morning. Shit, I love First 7-Inch Club, but this 90s metalcore revival can fuck right off, too. Yeah, we found who the morning person yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, we found who the... Oh, the, 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 no, I gotta oh, get up in the morning. No, I gotta get up. Oh, oh I gotta get up and take care of things. <laughs> don't, don't talk to me till I had my morning coffee. Oh. <laughs> so... <laughs> there you go. Sorry. Sorry, we made you mad. But yeah, you know what? I think we do deserve a little recognition for our accomplishments, which do, as you noted, include getting up every morning and not complaining about it. And never ruining people's lives because of our uncontrollable urges. <laughs> yes, that's right, for sure. If I ever have ruined anybody's life, I've been fully fucking aware that's of it. That's right. I did, it, I, did it. It purpose, and I did it on purpose. I, I did it on purpose. That's exactly right. I knew exactly what I was doing, and I was laughing the whole way. That's right. So, <laughs> um, All right. Let's uh, let's call it there for the evening, because i got to rip this fucking audio onto my computer, which is going to take a good fucking 35 minutes. So, as always, thanks to everybody for listening, and we'll see you next week.